The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by DraftKings. Somehow they're giving you guys $200 in free credits if you bet $1 on NFL Week 1 game, which is ridiculous. I am Ross Tucker. Former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. You guys see the helmets and game balls behind me if you're watching youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. So fired up for today because number one, we're going into week three of the preseason, which might be one of the all time biggest betting opportunities we've ever had. I will explain. We also have Doug Kazarian, who's quickly becoming, if not number one, soon to be number one. Most well-known guy in the media from a betting perspective with everything he does on the Daily Wager for ESPN. You can check him out at Doug ESPN. But the star of this show, we make no bones about it. It is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate, the one and only Steve Fezzik. What's up, Steve? Ross, we are getting closer and closer to opening day. I am so excited. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, even just last night's Saints-Jags game, I try not to make too much out of it, but dude, I mean, there's some Jameis Winston stuff we should get into. There's certainly some Jacksonville Jaguar stuff we should discuss. Steve is at Fezzik Sports on social media. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, the podcast network, of course, at Ross Tucker Pod. Always, as promised, our guest today, Doug Kazarian. He came on a year ago. Look, if you guys listen to this show, and it's crazy the numbers we're doing now and the amount of people that listen or watch, I bet a lot of you also watch Doug Kazarian and his crew on ESPN's Daily Wager because they are phenomenal. Uh, You can check him out on social at Doug ESPN. Doug, welcome back to the show again. Oh, thanks for having me. It's quite the introduction. I'm flattered. And uh, I have just a smile when you started the pod because I just saw you a couple days on the preseason call. So that was uh, fun. And now I get to do a pod with you. And then with you mentioned Fezzik, the two-time uh, Superbook champ. Uh, I remember doing a local story back in the day when Fezzik was holding those giant checks when he, he won, <laughs> like the uh, like the game shows. I was so, so jealous of one of those. I think I came in second or third in some other 
college football contest a couple of years later and I asked for a giant check and they were like, no, no those only, go to the <laughs> only the winners get those. All right. So Doug, I, I want to ask this before I forget with football season starting, do you guys already have, or will you have a set time and, and location? Yeah, no, we've we've bounced around a lot, and and you know there's some people on Twitter like, ah, oh, the show, you know, ESPN doesn't respect you guys. It comes down to programming. There's Little League World Series literally on ESPN one or two all day. So PTI, HQ, all the shows get bumped, and a lot of times they'll just go dark. Sometimes we'll decide to go early in the day rather than not have a show that day. For example, next week we're going to be on ESPN News because there's U.S. Open and Little League World Series. So there's no issue with our show. Everybody's on board. But we are going to be 6 p.m. Eastern, aside from a few days that we'll switch around. But we're going to go 6 p.m. Eastern, Tuesday through Friday, and then we go 9 a.m. Eastern on Sunday mornings before football. Now, we're also going to do some digital stuff, some second-screen experience. We have another show called Bet uh, that the other guys do. So we're all over the place. We're going to do a lot more synergy with Sports Center, radio, and uh, you know all the radio shows, not just like one radio hit a week. So there's going to be a lot of kind of cross-pollinization as sports betting expands moving into the football season. That is amazing, especially the 9 a.m. Sunday show. Oh. I love it. I mean, Doug, we'll get into some of your specific bets, and, and Steve has some things he wants to say as well. But, you know, we talk about this a lot. Uh, I was fortunate to get in the podcast game very early, which is great. And even starting this podcast, I don't know, Steve, five, six years ago, probably 2015, maybe 2014. So I was ahead of it. But Doug, you are you are at the right place at the right time. man. like as this thing grows at ESPN, you're the guy. No, I'm really lucky because I mean, A, I've been following this stuff since I was a kid. Right. So I've always been into it. And then I was in the conventional broadcasting path. I started out in Missouri, then went to Iowa for four years. Then I had a couple of nibbles. I uh, could have gone to a few different cities. I ended up going to Vegas in 2005 and was local sports, kind of the, the ABC guy there. And then I realized, you now this is pre-Golden Knights, pre-Vegas Raiders, obviously. So I realized like the home team was boxing or UFC and the other home team was betting. So I just kind of threw myself into betting because I, A, already liked it. B, realized that it was what Vegas residents and Vegas local viewers cared about. So when that sort of, I just sort of did a lot of that coverage in my local show. Then I also did some radio hosting as well on, on, a, on a similar show to Daily Wager, but the audio version. And then when I went to ESPN, I went back into the regular hosting role and SportsCenter anchoring and all that. But back in the mind, and obviously there was conversations upstairs that when, when betting sort of would, would come to prominence that I was already in-house. So very lucky that in like 05, my career took me to Vegas. And then from there, I was able to kind of capitalize on something that was already a passion. But then I just learned a lot more about the industry from there. It's awesome. I know Steve said this last year, but you are one of the the rare guys on TV that Steve really respects and actually thinks knows what he's talking about. Right, Steve? Yeah, absolutely. I even made a line. I keep waiting for the shoe to drop and major sports media betting guy quits job to become a professional better. I used to say that's never going to happen. But then I thought about it and I was like, you know, if it does ever happen, Doug Kazarian is the favorite to be that guy that leads a sports betting syndicate. Apologies to Joe Fortenbaugh, who would be my number two pick. Um, 
the vast majority of the guys on TV, they say, I'm a professional better. Yeah. And I'm a freaking astronaut. <laughs> well, thank you. It's very nice. I, I will say this. I don't think I'll ever leave the space. I mean, I, obviously, I have a full schedule from TV wise, but down the road, you know, who knows what happens. But um, I, I will say this. I, I capitalize on the ESPN currency, if you will. Uh, it helps me bet. Right. So I can get quotes. I'll call Fezzik for a quote or I'll qual- call others for. So I'm able to aggregate a lot of information from sharp people through the ESPN channel, if you will. And it sort of keeps me plugged in. Others see it as a way to kind of distract you and consume you. But we have a great sort of system in place. My bosses are awesome in terms of allowing me to do whatever I need to do or whatever, live bet at night, things like that. Um, You know, there's a time where I was going to tape something. I'm like, it's got to be after the game. I'm busy during, you know, stuff like that. So I appreciate you saying that. But as long as I can stay at ESPN, I'm good because it does help me um, sort of aggregate the perfect, perfect word for it. Just talk to the right people and sort of, uh, collaborate, if you will. All right, let's dive into a couple of things, Doug. I, I guess the first thing I would ask you is how much do you bet the preseason? Well, I'll just start right there. How much do you bet the preseason? Uh, I, I love it. I love it. I wrote a story, I think, a couple of years ago on, for ESPN.com's chalk section, and it was sort of polarizing. People thought I was, like, making stuff up. I was talking to a lot of pro bettors, talking about how it's you know, they'd rather bet more on the preseason than they do the regular season if they can get down as much. And this was like a shock to a lot of people who are actually pretty knowledgeable about betting. It's just they didn't really understand it. And getting the information is hard. And, and as we all know, in 2021, it is a arms race. It's a race for information. So uh, I, I did a quote a couple of weeks ago from Ed Sammons at the Westgate saying, you know, everyone is a lot smarter than they were 10 years ago, but it's a lot harder to win at the same time because so many more people – are, are in the business and the, and the race for information. You might only have 30 seconds, whereas in the old days, you had so much more information. The market was just worse. I mean, you know, Fezzik, like 15 years ago, the NFL odds, just the regular season was kind of a lot softer than it is now. But the preseason, there are opportunities. Of course, you're going to have bad beats like last night if you're on the Bucks, And then it's just funny that people will say, excuse me, the Saints, oh, I'm never bad in the preseason. I can't believe I lost Saints. Oh, so bad beats never happen in the regular season? I mean, <laughs> so silly that there is this undertone about preseason, this preconceived notion that is just so wild. Well, this stuff happens all the time, but there's opportunities to play out of stuff. And there's fortunately live betting as well. So uh, I like the preseason. You can get ahead of the market moves. Obviously it's a softer market, but you really got to put in the work too. You know, I think it's really interesting. And we'll talk about it here, guys. There are teams like the Giants that have already said Daniel Jones is getting his only playing time of the preseason in week three, this upcoming week, the final week of the preseason, might play the whole first half. There are other teams that have said, we're not playing our guys in the last preseason game. They already played week one and week two. I mean, I don't know, Steve, you guys follow it closer than I do. Are the lines going crazy right now as these coaches talk this week? Because I think I said it, I might say it, Doug, to, to Steve last week, we are going to see games this weekend for where a full half, or at least most of the first half, is going to be starters against third-string guys that are going to get cut on Tuesday. That's going to happen in a number of games. Yeah, like we've seen enormous line moves already. I'll talk about one game and talk about how the pros beat preseason. Uh, Seattle is hosting the Chargers. Seattle is laying one. Uh, we, we love the Chargers, all right? 
has has my fingerprints on it along with other people. We bet the Chargers because the limits were so low and we moved the line to pick them. And then boom, or limit order. All the Seattle we could eat at pick them and then minus one. This was yesterday about 9.45 a.m. Boom, 10 a.m. In comes a well-known sports betting group that releases on Seattle. Blink and Seattle's laying four. Now Seattle's laying six. So I will say the preseason's very easy to beat. I say that, and then people are like, well, give me a winner, Fezzik, on that game. And I'm like, oh, well, now the line's right. It's easy to beat if you're, like, plugged in and you're getting at those numbers before these line moves. By the time the games are kicking off, pretty much almost all the information is baked in, and the lines are usually right unless there's a, a weird situation. Example, the Eagles game where Jalen Hurts comes down with the horrible stomach flu and he's not playing. And that's when Doug is playing his live wagering and telling his ESPN bosses, look it, I got to bet New England live during that first quarter. I don't have time to tape record to record this right now. Yeah. And there was a late tip pick in the fourth quarter, even that kind of prevented uh, some situations. So even then, but Fezzik's right. And I will urge this, like more than any other time, like the first half game line, like, Last if last night, if you were on Jameis and stuff, first half was the way to play that game. More so other situations where you know the quarterback like a Mahomes is going to play the entire first half. Because, frankly, Arizona had a chance to backdoor that thing uh, on Friday night where they were down seven. You had the mobile quarterback and easily could have, you know, gotten won the game with a two-point conversion late, kind of like the Rams almost did to the Raiders. So a lot of times, and you'll see the disparity in the first half versus game lines, if it's out there and, and we don't really know, this is a new territory, obviously no preseason last year, this week, it's the final week of the preseason. But I talked to one guy who thinks there's going to be some starters playing and treat it like the regular week three, right? The dress rehearsal, because there's that extra week off. It's not till Labor Day we see games. So if you're a coach and you want, you believe in the rust versus rest thing or rust versus no injury thing, maybe you do play your guys a little bit just to get them some, familiarity before the two weeks off of game action. So I want to dive into Doug, some of your specific bets. I do want to point out both Doug and Steve have terrific hair, which is amazing. <laughs> I unfortunately don't, which is why I have been a subscriber and a customer of keeps for at least five years. Look, we know that the vaccine just got FDA approval. It was a big deal, right? There's only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. I take both. It's a pill in the morning, and it's a topical solution in morning and night. And guess what? When I'm on TV and I'm looking at the camera, you can't even tell I have a bald spot back there. And it's doing a nice job of keeping it. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash even money to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E ps.com slash even money to get your first month free keeps.com slash even money doug you mentioned mahomes and i know you got a futures bet on mahomes which i thought was interesting yeah and i missed the uh 625 at circa i grabbed plus 550 but like way earlier in the summer i, I think plus 500 is probably as low as i'll go but we've been spoiled the last couple of years seeing these long shots cash for mvp five of the last six i want to say have been 25 to one or longer going back to Matt Ryan, going back to Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, even Aaron Rodgers last year was a 25 to one as well. Basically it comes down to, we've learned unless it's an Adrian Peterson record breaking season, or I guess there's a chance like an Aaron Donald could, it's going to be a quarterback of a one or a two seat. 
we've seen surprise one or two seeds the last couple of years, and thus we've seen surprise MVP winners. I just don't think we're poised for that this year. Uh, to me, it's going to be Mahomes, and by week three or four, he's going to be like three to one. Last year, the betting market was cute. Yeah, Russell Wilson was the favorite, I think, early, like week six or so. And then there was Rodgers and Mahomes that back and forth down the stretch. For me, I think it's just going to be Mahomes, what they did for that offensive line. And, you know, he's going to have the numbers with the extra game. I think people are going to kind of detach themselves week 17 or excuse me, the 17 game schedule. He's going to hit 5,000 yards. He's going to have all these benchmarks. Uh, did win it last year. I just think there is quote unquote value on a guy five to one that I think is going to be just lighting it up this year offensively. Well, Steve, to, to, I know you usually don't like the futures bets, but I know you like getting value in terms of getting an advantage of what the line's going to be. The line's going to go down, right, Steve? I mean, after Mahomes plays a couple of games, he's not going to be, you know, five and a half to one or whatever. Exactly right. And although I don't like needle in the haystack bets, I have no problem betting the clear cut favorite at five to one or four to one. Look at the Dodgers. You could bet the Dodgers four to one. The Dodgers are way better than every team in baseball. I know they might not win the division and then your value is gone. But the same thing here. And look, 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 I'm looking at my top five quarterbacks. Mahomes five and a half points better than an average starting quarterback. That is a huge disparity versus the rest of the league. Number two, I've got Rodgers. He's only three and a half points better. He's not going to win MVP because a lot of people don't like him and he won last year. And then you look at Watson. He's not even going to be playing. He's my number four quarterback. Russell Wilson's not going to win because he's never gotten an MVP vote. Well, that actually might be in his favor. And now, uh, what's number five? Josh Allen. you got to feel he's going to regress his last three QBRs. We're 24th, 24th, and 4th. We've seen this movie before. Guy has a breakout year. He usually regresses a little bit. I'm down to my number six quarterback. Uh, there's no one out there that I like. to. Is Jameis Winston going to win MVP? No. I like the Mahomes bet. And one thing I'll say is I think last year what swung the voting was week, uh, a Sunday night, the platform, the visibility, when Aaron Rodgers carved up the Titans in that snowy game at Lambeau. Al Michaels and, and Collinsworth both were really supportive of Rodgers. And Mahomes doesn't have that, you know, it's a flex opportunity. He doesn't have a game really late in the year. Maybe the Steelers the day after Christmas – um, maybe the Raiders or the charge at the charge December 16th. But so you don't get that, that platform, that, that, that injection of boost, maybe from a convention, like we see in politics. But I will say for me, he's the clear cut uh, favorite. And I think what Fezzik just said, five to one is enticing when I think it'll be three to one in a few weeks. All right. So you, you got to bet on the Dallas Cowboys. I love it, Doug. You come on the show, you got to bet on Patrick Mahomes. You got to bet on the Dallas Cowboys. This is good for <laughs> ratings. This is good for listeners. What's your Cowboys bet? So it's what pretty much the masses are saying, right? Obviously, there's uncertainty with Dak Prescott. And everyone realizes he was obviously doing great things on offense last year through the first five games before he got hurt. But they weren't exactly 5-0 and either. This is a team that's got major issues on defense. They're not exactly going to solve it overnight by drafting defensive rookies and also replacing your defensive coordinator. The offense is great, but there's just so many things that can go wrong in addition most importantly, probably is that the division is much more competitive. Now, Washington's defense did struggle last year outside the division. I realize everyone thinks of the second coming of the 85 Bears, but those stats were influenced a lot by the weak offenses they faced within the division. 
But I think when their offense gets Fitzpatrick, they actually have a quarterback who's somewhat competent. The defense won't have to be on the field as much. I think it'll be pretty solid. Giants, I think, are going to take a giant step forward. The offense improved. I think the defense, they had a really tough schedule last year. Now, the Eagles have issues too, but I just think in general, it's going to take an above 500 record to win that division. So I think there's going to be a, an extra loss or two that maybe people are planning on. But for me, this is the road opponents outside the division. There's six of them, and I think you can make a case they go 0-6. You're looking at at Tampa and at L.A. to start the season. So that's the Chargers, by the way, at L.A. Then it's at the Patriots a few weeks later. You're at the Vikings, at the Chiefs, Saints, and Arizona. So outside the division, things look pretty tough for all those road games. Now maybe they go one and whatever in that division. So it's just a tough sledding there for, for a team that I think has suspect defense and injury issues and the offensive line is just not the same for Dallas. So nine and a half uh, minus 120, if you can get it, I think is a really strong play. It's interesting. I'm looking at it now on DraftKings. I think people are, are on to you, Doug. It, there, it's now the under nine is minus 120 right now on DraftKings. I think there are other places where it's still nine and a half, but um, at nine and a half, I'm, I'm with you on the under. There's too many injury concerns there, too, with Amari Cooper and Dak and the O-line. You know, what are the odds of all those guys that have sort of issues or concerns actually stay healthy? I think it's a good point. Your thoughts, Steve? Yeah, I love the under nine and a half. In fact, you know, one of the sports books that likes to uh, duel with DraftKings in terms of getting customers, they still have under nine and a half, lay a dollar thirty-five, And I got a piece of that just a couple days ago. And I got to be honest, I'm embarrassed as a pro better because with all this bad DAC news and the like, and I, I like Dallas under a lot of the reasons that Doug mentioned already, I should have already had in my pocket. I got to it late, but I got it also Mike McCarthy. I think it's time to start questioning his coaching acumen, Green Bay Packers. They won 13 games back to back years without dude. Uh, I'm not going to fat shame him like other people. But um, I don't think he's a top 20 uh, coach. And, you know, the hard knocks, that is not a way to build team chemistry, typically, to have cameras in everyone's faces. Uh, I'm going to say this, Fezzik. I'm glad you mentioned McCarthy because I think he's a classic, like, meathead, old-school guy. He thinks he figured out analytics because he hung out with the guys who do analytics for a year. I was hosting SportsCenter on that Sunday, the day the Packers fired him after a game, and Ryan Clark was on the set. And we asked him his reaction. And Saturday, who had played for the Packers, McCarthy kind of agreed with the decision, but not as blatant. And then uh, Ryan Clark goes, I never have to prepare for Packers games as an NFL analyst because everything that we did 10 years ago as a player when we faced him in the Super Bowl, he hasn't changed. And it was just so sort of speaks to how old, like archaic he is. And then what Fezzik mentioned, I mean, look, it's pretty obvious. You remove him. Packers go 13-3 and back-to-back seasons with a guy who's never been a head coach. So you just inject some kind of fresh concepts, and all of a sudden they're 13-3. and So, yeah, definitely down on McCarthy. And if you look at the advanced lines, Cowboys are only favored, I want to say, in seven games. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all, but none of those, they're bigger favorite than like four and a half. So you're only a favorite in 70 or 17 games of four and a half or less. Now, they're not huge underdogs in a lot of games either. It's still, it's tough to get to 10 to lose this one. You know, I did a projection on each team I've got in front of me. You can't see this, but it's got the Dallas schedule with the Westgate lines on it, converted to a money line, converted to a probability of victory. Dallas only 9.05 wins. This is before adjusting 
for the DAC injury. So it was saying that there was a solid value under before the DAC injury. By the way, if you're ever looking for more betting info than you get here on the Even Money podcast or on Doug's Daily Wager, PicksWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring Hey, look, I just read what they tell me. Sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Doug, this is the part I've been waiting for. We were talking earlier. You are betting on the exact win total of a bunch of teams. Explain this. So when we see a lot of these uh, teams, and look, if you're over, like, for example, if we're under the Vikings, let's excuse me, the Cowboys, let's just use that as an example because we just talked about them. You can bet under 9.5 minus 120 or a little bit more extra juice, like Fezzik mentioned, now that we have more information with that. Or you can do exact win uh, outcomes. And it's kind of like in the fight game where you can say, if you like a fighter and you don't think it'll go to decision, you go exactly round one, round two, round three. And if it's conducive to sort of the style, the path to victory, as we say in the fight game. So if the Cowboys, you don't think they're going to win like five or six games, you can start, you can bet them exactly at seven, eight or nine. And the reason I like that is because you can sort of piecemeal it with outcome props from other books. You don't just have to make one book and what the market is. You can grab an exactly seven wins at one book that has a skewed odds because they've managed their liability and moved the odds to protect themselves. So you can grab the optimal payout at different books, seven, eight, nine. And what you're essentially doing is you're creating your own prop that the Cowboys, in this case, in this example, win exactly seven, eight, or nine wins. Now you have to do some math. Now, obviously, only one of those three can win. But what happens is, you, because of the nature of football and you're only talking about 17 games, you can play out of the position. It's just like building a portfolio when you live bet. You can have positions in little pockets of minus four and a half, plus six and a half, and things like that, where you just sort of optimize your positions. And the way to do it is by grabbing the mar- best number in the market for various outcomes. It's a fun way to do it. Obviously, in the fight game, and especially UFC, when there's only a few rounds, sometimes three, but obviously five in championship fights or main events, you can do it. But the key is to grab the best line in the market of all the books so you really give yourself a nice payout and prop. Like, for example, it didn't hit, but I did Poirier to win in rounds three, four, and five. And what I ended up creating was like five or six to one when he faced McGregor. Now, he won in the first round without the leg, you know, the leg being broken, but that was, he was like a minus something favorite, and I created five, six to one in a situation when he was minus 140 or whatever he was if he had run one in rounds three, four, or five, something like that. So there's ways to attack these things. Don't just look in the binary options of over or under nine and a half wins with the Cowboys. Steve, I Doug, Doug, that sound that all sounds good. I'm about to put it into the fact finder machine. Steve, go. <laughs> All right. We're, I love the fact that Doug is is utilizing the fact that he's basically identifying books that are dealing rogue numbers on certain select um, specific items and getting value there. The one recommendation I would do, I don't think the Cowboys are the team we want to do right. this on because they're a high variance team. If Dak doesn't play, they're going to win five games. So the Dallas could win five. They could win 
11. I think that also, I would trend towards, if you look at the probability distribution function, the PDF um, uh, of all the teams, a team that's supposed to win 12 or four games is so much more likely to land right on the number than the team that's supposed to win eight or nine. Because let's face it, let's look at t- Tampa Bay. Yes, they're probably going to win 11, 12, or 13 games if you get like plus 550 on any one of those out- outcomes. It probably has value. Contrast that with a team like the Vikings who could win 12 games. They could win seven games. I don't think there's nearly as much value in the middle as on the extremes. Houston is going to win a bold statement. Houston's going to win three, four, or five games. Right. I like the overs, too, because you can play out of those by playing opposite and taking points. So if a team's going for, like, their 13th win in week 16 or so, they're likely going to be favored because their power rating is going to be high at the end of the season. So you can obviously try to win both by taking the dog against them late in the season to sort of protect your original and try to scoop both. And that's a way to do it. Some people play out of survivors. A very similar situation if you're late in the season, the survivor pool. Sometimes when people want to bet half their entry fee or half their potential win on the underdog plus six and a half or something like that. So there's definitely ways to do it. There's certain teams. I think Fezzik's totally right with doing the extremes. Um, those are more likely positions and outcomes too. So we do pick college games against the spread on the College Draft podcast, Doug. Uh, we don't do that a whole lot here, but you had a college season win total that – you feel really strongly about that I wanted you to be able to get in here before we say goodbye. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm on Auburn under seven, and there's even a seven and a half out there at DraftKings minus 135 or so. I just think the schedule is incredibly difficult. They have to play all the powers of the SEC. So you're talking Alabama, Georgia, A&M, LSU. They're also at Penn State uh, in September in the whiteout game, so it'll be at night. They're not that good to begin with. The offense is really limited. New coach Brian Harson comes in. We, we know the stories of service about the vaccine. He's not able to work with the team right now. Another new offensive coordinator for Bo Nix, who's never really made the jump. Maybe Mike Bobo unlocks him. I just don't think – now, there might be some sweats there because I think their defense is going to be pretty good, and obviously they recruit well enough. But when you have to go through that brutal schedule, and they still get – they get Ole Miss as well. Even like Mississippi State could be a loss because this team is just so limited offensively. It's going to take, it's a rebuild right now with Auburn. So under seven and a half in a 12 game regular season, I don't see eight and four there at all. Love it. Uh, make sure you check out this guy on social media at Doug ESPN. He's an absolute stud. Daily wager Tuesday through Friday. And then again on sun, uh, Sunday morning. By the way, ESPN has the rights to Monday Night Football. I know you can't say this, but I will. They should have you on at 7 30. Right before the game starts on Monday might, Night Football. We might be doing some stuff like that, like I said, on Sports Center hits and all that stuff. Uh, remember, we're a league partner, so the league has to get on board with that stuff. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm on those. We I'm did a bet cast last year. We did a yeah. bet cast of the playoff game last year, that Ravens Titans game that was on ESPN. We did a bet cast on ESPN too. And so uh, obviously the league's on board. We're just all fig- they're all figuring it out. The three of us were well ahead of the curve. The leagues are catching up, I think, in the last few years. So I give them a lot of credit. They had no clue like we did, but we're getting there. So sooner than later, for sure. Speaking of ahead of the curve, when Doug got his gig at ESPN and he moved to Connecticut, the last thing he did is he hosted a party at the Palms Place basketball court for his friends in Vegas, and they liberally invited 
other people that he knew. And that is just, that was spectacular. People still talk about that. I actually think you should host your show from that when the Palms <laughs> reopens, but thank you again. No, the Maloofs did a solid for me. They said, we'll give you a Friday night. We can't do a Saturday night in the summer, but Friday night we can do. I said, that's, we'll take, I'll take any night. So it was really nice and it was awesome. And it was great. The high school football show sponsors gave, donated food. We brought in some booze. My mom and family came from LA. It was a lot of fun because I'd been in Vegas seven years. Wasn't sure if I was coming back. I'm glad to be back, and it's good to connect with you guys. Thanks for having me on. That is amazing. Doug, you're the man at Doug ESPN. He's at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money this weekend. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 